Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 5, Episode Number 10. Got a great interview for you today. I was able to interview David Mason of Elevate Hoops out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Man, we were able to hit things off pretty, really well. Um, I really enjoyed this. He uh, really shared some great insight on the way that he does things, how he does his small groups, how he does his his individual training. Um, he told a great story at the beginning about how he started as a manager, transitioned into a player, transitioned into a starter, and then he is the uh, graduate assistant, uh, or he participated as a graduate assistant at Oral Roberts University. So this is a great interview, great Great podcast. Y'all be sure to, like I say always, take out your pen, take out your pad, take some good notes. Um, and at the end of this podcast, I come back on. I'll let you know how to get in contact with me. And he's going to give his information, his contact information at the end of the podcast. But I'll come back on and uh, give you that information again so you can make sure that you have everything. So here it is, the interview I did with David Mason of Elevate Hoops. Well, I, I guess I'll go ahead and get into it about uh, kind of my background and how I got started. Um, so basically how I got started with skill development was I was a grad assistant coach at ORU. And before I even became a grad assistant coach, I first was a team manager for ORU. And for some of y'all who listening don't know who ORU is, it's it's a Division One school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's called Oral Roberts University. And so – I was a manager, kind of behind-the-scenes guy, doing, like, laundry, preparing practice, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. And then the crazy thing was when I got to uh, my senior year, we had, like, a ton of injuries in practice. And coach was like, hey, D-Mace, uh, we only got nine guys today. Can you lace up your shoes and, and finish the rest of practice with us? I'm like, Let's, yes, sir, I will. <laughs> so I ended up finishing practice with the team five-on-five. And, man, I played hard, bro. Like, I was setting good screens. I was being up. Like, I was making the right play. Anyway, my team went on to win the scrimmage, and I kind of caught the eye of uh, Coach Coach Scott Sutton. And fast forward a month down the road, I, I, I was like a practice player for, like, the next month. And that next year, I ended up earning a spot on the team. Coach was like, hey, man, I think you could help us on the team. You got a spot. And so it was cool because I went from being a manager to a player. And then the great thing after that was, you know, walk-ons, like, they don't normally play. Mm -hmm. I ended up playing in just about half of our half of our games that we had scheduled. And I, I even ended up starting in one game. Uh, yeah. I had 10 assists, five rebounds. I was on – I was in the newspaper, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> um, which was really cool because, like, I, I learned, like, that work ethic and, like, man, like, you know, there's a podcast on skill development. Bro, I'm five foot seven not super athletic, I had to rely on skill. I had to rely on, like, IQ, all that kind of stuff. So it was really kind of cool. And uh, so fast forward to the next year, I became a grad assistant coach. Um, and my role as a grad assistant was developing the players. I had never done skill development. All I knew was, you know, X's and O's and, you know, the coaching side. But I really dove into skill development. I, like, did a bunch of research. I was – man, I, I had, like – before every little we had what's called pre-practice and so I would kind of get the guys together and do some skill development and I'd have every day I'd have like two sheets of paper just like too many drills I didn't even need all of them but I just wanted to be super super prepared you know and so that whole year was like 
my my duty was to develop you know basically our basically our team but more specifically like our top seven guys Mm -hmm. was really kind of my responsibility and man during that process I was like bro I love this like I love developing players and so really ever since I was a grad assistant I graduated I got my MBA at ORU for the last five years I've been doing skill development Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm also an assistant high school coach as well so I do, I'm an I'm a assistant high school coach and I, I own Elevate Hoops currently. Um, but it started out like five years ago, just doing individuals, you know, individuals here and there, training a couple kids. Then it kind of grew. I was doing a lot of individuals. And then really now I'm doing a lot of, uh, you know, more small group stuff, doing camps. I still do some individuals, but, you know, you can't train 200 kids individually. You know what I'm saying? You got to spread it out and do some small group which is cool because you get to reach more players. Uh, and we can talk about that later, how I kind of uh, uh, organize my small groups. But, yeah, I mean, that's how I got started in the skill development. And I'll be honest, it, not one day – it's going to sound crazy. Besides driving to the gym, once I'm in the gym, I don't feel like I'm working, bro. Yeah. It's just yeah. – I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the most blessed person in the world. So, that's kind of my story, how I got started. Man, that's a great story, man, because um... – you know, I'm real big on trying to trying to teach the players I work with some life lessons and teach them about some things that they can develop, uh, using basketball to develop some things outside of the court, you know, off the right. court. And so you're talking about a, a person, you're talking about yourself that was given an opportunity, but you was prepared for that opportunity, you know, because <laughs> you didn't know when it was going to come or even if it was going to ever come. And that's something I try to stress to players all the time. Always being ready for your opportunity. You never know when an opportunity is going to come because I don't believe in luck. You know, somebody on the outside that see that you're the team manager, you know, one year, and then the next year you're playing, and then you're starting, they'll be like, man, you know, D. Mace is lucky. You're like, no, it's not (laughs) luck, bro. (laughs) It's not luck. It's not luck. I didn't know what I was doing behind the scenes, bro. I was still putting work in on my own. (laughs) I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, that's being prepared and taking advantage of an opportunity and then, you know, just just rolling with it, man. And 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 understanding the opportunity that you have and just just taking full grasp of it. So, you know, that's something I try to tell tell my players all the time. So that's you know, that's a great story. You know, hey, here I am. I wasn't playing. I was doing everything I was supposed to doing to the best of my ability. I was doing these other things uh, outside yeah. of it. And uh, coach just happened to call me, asked me one day, right before practice, hey, can you lace them up? Now, if I'm not prepared, I'm a little like a bum. <laughs> I know. So I'm out here and play. And now here it is. I, I take advantage, and then I get the opportunity to play, and then one thing leads to another. And then uh, here you are now, um, you know, doing your skill development and, and, and coaching high school. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great story, man. Thank really you, great. man. Thank you. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about about your philosophy, or or well, actually, before we get into your philosophy, tell us what you think skill development is, your definition of skill development, and how important it is to the to the game of basketball. Man, so I think if I if I had to say a definition of skill development, it's um, the ability to work on the things that you weren't given at birth. So like, not everyone can be LeBron James, six right. foot eight, athletic long dunk on every like you know what I'm saying I think it's 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 the ability to work on the things that you are in control of getting better at 
Like, you're in control of getting better at shooting. You're in control of getting better at ball handling. You're in control of developing a higher IQ, whether it's watching film, studying the game, you know, putting yourself in situations where you got to read and react. Skill development to me is, is all the things that you can earn as a basketball player. That would be my definition of skill development. Yeah. You know, uh, I've, I've interviewed a lot of different coaches and, and uh, I've, I've gotten a lot of different answers, but they pretty much all are the same. You know, yeah. pretty much we all have pretty much the, the, the same concept, same thoughts. Um, so how important do you think it is for a 10, 11, 12-year-old high school kid to really focus on skill development? I think the big key is, fo like what you just said, focus. Because he here's what I'll say. Like, the kids that get better, in my experience that I've worked with, are the kids that are locked in every time. They don't let they don't let things just slide. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get in the gym and, you know, we can be putting you in the right situations, working on the right skills, drills, whatever. But if you're not locked in and focused on doing it correctly, you're wasting your time. So I think number one is being focused. And then number two is like, you know, all the time, I'm sure you, you have it this way too. You know, several, a lot of the kids that I train are like, man, you know, I'm on a team, but I want to play more. You know, coach is tripping. Like I should... It's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing every day, bro, to 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 get better? Like, when when you go to the YMCA by yourself, are you focused on what you're doing? Do you have a plan? When you come see me, I'll be real, bro. Like, sometimes you skip reps. You know, yeah. like, are you focused on doing it right every single time? So, to me, it all it all relates back on getting better. Like, you want to play more, get better. Like, you want more opportunity, get better. Prove yourself in practice. How do you do that? I think the key word you just said was being focused. So being focused is so big. And then number two, it's like, like you, like you said in the beginning, there's no such thing as luck. Like, I want more time on my team. I want to get better. You can't, there's no shortcuts. You got to work on your skill set. You know, you got to work on the things that you can control getting better at. So man, skill development is so big, so big. Yeah, that, that focus you, that, that you were mentioning, I feel like comes with maturity. Um, I have a, a class of kids that's third through fifth grade. Their maturity level um, <laughs> can affect their focus. A hundred percent, bro. You know, oh, so man. Um, my daughter, who is nine, and uh, she loves to play basketball, and we could be doing some stuff, mm -hmm. and then I can look over, and she'll be doing a cartwheel. You know what I mean? She'll just pull out a cartwheel. So I don't hold her focus to the same level as I would a high school player. Oh but yeah, for sure. That high school player, if they're wanting to play in college, their level of focus has to be so much different than a kid that's that's nine or ten years old. So that comes with maturity. You know, my yeah. daughter's not mature enough. Uh there are some other third graders that are not mature enough to be able to have a laser like focus. I mean we hear that all the time in basketball, that laser like focus. So that maturity will affect their focus. And then with the with what you were talking about with um, a kid that's one more playing time, um, I just got a text from a, from a parent two days ago. Uh, this kid hadn't been getting a lot of playing time, uh, wasn't getting to play, and and I kept telling him, hey, you know, it's some it's some things you you can't always control. You can't control right. the coach push you in and, and takes you out. I said, but when your opportunity comes, just like like the opportunity you had. When it comes, you have to take advantage of it. And he, sure enough, he took advantage of it. 
And uh, last two games, he he hardly he hardly came out. So I love that. Yeah, that comes back to just staying focused. Cause I I was I tell people all the time, a lot of people think skill development is just the drills, but we do so much more than just drills. You know, we have yeah. to work with the kids' confidence and their focus and their mental capacity. And if I had fed him some BS and told him, man, your coach don't know what he's talking about, blah, 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 yeah. another, you know, he would have been building up resentment. So we have to understand how to talk to these kids and keep them encouraged, even when things are not going well for them. So let's get and to that, your philosophy a little bit on skills. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy. And, and I know we can go a number of different ways with this, but, but what are your thoughts on, on this topic? So, so to me, like, the funny thing is you were just saying, like, skill development is so much more than drills and this, that, and the other. I've, I've like, almost gotten to the point, I don't even like the word drills so much because when people hear drills, they're like, hey, I'm, you know, you're going to do uh, seven in between. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a, a medicine ball. You're going to hit it off your head. You're gonna, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to throw a tennis ball. You're going to hit off your elbow and then finish with a layup. Like, no, nah, like, is it game-like? So here's kind of how I structure my, my sessions. So. I do two different things. I do shooting specific sessions where it's only shooting for the entire hour because I, I'm so big on, you know, you got to be able to shoot. And the second thing I provide our skill sessions, which is, you know, ball handling, it's finishing at the rim, it's read and react situations, it's basically anything that translates to games. So here's how I, I my philosophy on, for instance, skill sessions. Um, I think you got to start with any concept or, or skill with, the player's ability to understand it. Can they understand it? Can they see it? So that's why I'm big on bringing in film. Like, okay, you know, hey, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to work on, you know, a same foot stop, creating separation when the defender, you know, over slides or over commits to the, to the spot you're going you're, you're gonna to go to. All right, so, it's, you know, ball's my right. I lunge with my right foot. I pound at the same time. I hop back. Cool. What does that look like? When would I use it? Okay. Hey, check this out. I got a little clip from last night's game, you know, James Harden, whatever. Small group. I bring in four or five kids. We kind of watch it real quick, real brief. They can see it. They understand when, where, why you'd use it. So I think number, the number one thing how I structure it is, do they understand it? Okay. And then number two, it's, can, do they feel it? So, like, I'm not just going to show them the, 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 the drill or the concept and say, all right, gain speed. There's got to be a, some point of where, you know, okay, can they feel it? They feel it. So a lot of times we got kind of half speed where they can feel it, they get it correctly. Then the third, the third step to me is then we go game speed. Okay. So it's do they understand it? Number two is can they feel it? They get a sense of feeling it. Okay. Number three is we rep at game speed. Number four is we rep at game speed against another body. So I'm big on situational live drills. So for instance, like here's just an example of something I might do. If we're working on, you know, attacking the rim and and getting a good angle on our on our on-ball defender, I might start with a drill where, hey, one guy is starting with a stationary dribble. His defender is on his inside hip. You know, his, 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 his forearm's in his hip. The offense is starting with a stationary dribble. Once the offense attacks forward, they get two dribbles, and the defense is just trying to shove them out. So the defense, they're trying to actually do whatever they can to knock them off their line. Offense is working on shoulders downhill, cutting off their angle. Once they get to the rim, high pickups. So now it's <clears throat> we'll take certain things that we've been working on, and then I put them in a drill. <clears throat> there, there's that term again. I put them yeah. in a situation drill, whatever, <clears throat> where 
there's a body on them and now they got to perform the action we've just been working on against an actual body. And yeah. so that's, those would be like the four main steps of kind of how I uh, formulate my skill development. And then for the, like the shooting specific sessions, um, I think it's big to, to see it. So like anytime someone comes in and my, my big thing with shooting is like, you know, I think the more simple you can make it, the better. I never want to tell a kid like 10 things because yeah. it's not going to work. So I'm big on like one, two things at a time, really get some, what's like the one thing right now that's going to help this particular player. Cause I think every shooter is different too. So I'll get a shooter in and I'll just, I'll film them from different angles. We'll do some off the catch, off the dribble, whatever. We'll go over it through video. Okay. Hey, listen, man, here, here's, here's where your shot is. Do you notice though? Like when you shoot it, like, you do you see what where it comes off these fingers we want it to come off these oh man I never noticed that okay cool so I break it down with film and then I'll give them like I call it like a warm-up drill so every time in my shooting sessions the first five minutes every kid knows what their specific warm-up drill is to do and it's different for every single kid um so we kind of get that handled that first time and then number three is I I customize an approach for each kid of like hey listen so Here's like the one or two areas I want to focus on with you. Um, here's, here's your warm-up drill going forward. So whether you're before practice in this gym, you know like the specific drill or two to, to, to get those correct reps, reps in every single day. And number three is here is the process and kind of game plan going forward. Like, okay, great. I know that, you know, I needed to come off these two fingers last, my, my index and my middle, but how long is it going to take? You know what I mean? Well, it depends on how long, you know, how much you're going to work on it, your focus level. That's a big key where we've been talking about, you know, how often you're going to come see me and get better at it. But, you know, there's kids that like, you know, they could work on a drill or concept and they, they get it down a few weeks. Some kids take a few months. It just depends on the kid. But I never lie to them. I tell them, listen, especially with shooting, it's going to feel super uncomfortable. You know, in the beginning, you're going to feel like, bro, I'm like worse. Relax. It's just different, you know. And then number three is, like, if you do it over this amount of period of time, then the results will come at that later date. But it's – I think with, like, shooting especially, bro, like, to me, a lot of kids d don't – a lot of kids that struggle to actually get better with shooting, they don't work long enough until what feels wrong feels right. That's what yeah. I found in kind of my experience. So, I know I gave you a mouthful, but that's kind of my philosophy and how I teach uh, my certain sessions. Yeah, so uh, progression, you like to do, like to do a lot of progression. Yeah. And, uh, I think, you know, I think that's, you know, that's, that's huge. That's, that's big. You got to be able to progress from point A to point B to C to D. A lot of players want to skip. Sometimes trainers don't want to take the time to actually uh, pay attention to the details of where the ball is coming off a of player's fingers or, or the details of their footwork or their ball handling or how they should pick up the ball versus the, uh, uh, how the defense is playing them and how they should finish. Should they finish here? Should they extend it out? Or should they – Right. So all those different things. A lot of times you see uh, something that James Harden does or LeBron James does, and then they just go out and try to replicate that without the understanding of what it is they're actually doing. So That's there's so got to be, be attention to detail and there's got to be some kind of progression. Uh, when it comes to shooting, um, I try to tell players that their um, improvement is going to come in three stages. 
Uh, the first stage is with me in a controlled environment. So if I'm working with a player and let's say they're not snapping their wrist, you know, if they shoot and don't snap their wrist, I can tell them over and over, snap your wrist, snap your wrist. But let's do this right. to work on snapping your wrist. Then it gets to a point to where they'll start making that adjustment with me. Then I tell them the second stage is going to be outside of the gym in a controlled environment away from me. Now you're starting to notice it on your own and you can make those adjustments. You're getting a little bit better, but, but you're not quite there. And then the third one, of course, is in competition. You don't think about it, you're letting it go. Um, and, and just like you say, like when you tell your players, I can't tell you how long it's gonna take. <laughs> it may take you three months, it may take you three weeks, it may take you three sessions, we just, we just don't know. Um, so it's just, just something they got to continue to do and, and keep working towards. And again, that focus and maturity level plays a big part in that. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about skills that players should, should really be focusing on and working on that. And this is a, again, a broad question. Um, we can look at this from a number of different ways, whether we're talking about kids that's just playing for the first time or, or we can be talking about high school kids. Um, but with the kids that you work with the most, what are some skills that you see that they need to really spend a lot of time on developing? And then how should they develop those skills? Yeah, for sure. So I think I think to me, number one is shooting. You know, especially in today's game, you got to be able to shoot. Um, number two would be ball handling slash handling pressure with the ball. So a lot of, you know, being able to handle the ball, getting to, to, to different spots. You know, yesterday in, in a session I said, Raise your hand if you think that ball handling can make you become a better shooter. And like half the kids raise their hand, I said, you're darn right it can make you become a better shooter because now you can get to where you want on the floor. Now you can create space. So I think ball handling is so huge. Um, I would say number three would be triple threat footwork, whether that's off the quick rip, whether it's off a, you know, a, a cross jab, whether it's in the mid post. I think just footwork in general, like you got to be able to have good, solid footwork. Um, Number four would be finishing at the rim. You know, you know, Mikan is great. Mikan's amazing. But can you also, you know, hit, bump, and extend? Can you work on same foot finish? Are you good with floaters and runners and all that kind of stuff? I think variety of finishing at the rim is so big. And then to me, if I had to say a fifth one, and I'm going to go six, if that's cool with you. I'm going to go five is on-ball defense. You got to be able to lock up. If, you, if you're a liability on defense, I mean, listen. Good luck playing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. can you utilize angles? Do you have that? To me, a lot of defense is just effort, bro. Like, do you have – can you utilize angles? Do you, do you play with that effort? Um, are your hands active, ready, et cetera? Defense on the ball is huge. And number six to me would be passing. Passing mm -hmm. with your weak hand, bounce passes, overhead passes, you know, skip passes, whatever. Under And I think that kind of goes in with – you know, reading and reacting certain situations as well. I know for me as like a, as a high school coach, the one thing that we struggle with a little bit is turning the ball over. And yeah. it, a lot of it comes down to making the, the incorrect read, but also the wrong type of pass. Or, you know, we're not snapping our wrist hard enough on the pass, passing on time on target. Because as a team in a team setting, I think that really good shooting teams are also really good passing teams. Yeah. So to, to kind of um, – recoup of what I said I'd say number one shooting um number two would be um uh it'd be finishing at the rim I, I don't know they're not in particular order number three would be footwork 
Uh, four would be on-ball defense. Uh, five, you know, handling pressure, ball handling. And then six, passing. I'd say those six must have. Yeah, and you know, the, the longer that I've been doing skill development, uh, shooting and footwork, it's just being, it's just, <laughs> man, you know, I tell, I tell the kids I work with all the time that footwork to me, I know this, now this may sound crazy. Bring it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I, some days I feel like footwork, <laughs> footwork is, uh, is, is more important than shooting. But let me, yeah. let me explain why, why I say that. Because everything in basketball starts with your feet. You, you can't do anything in basketball without your feet. I mean, you can, but you won't be as efficient. That's so, so true. If you want to improve your ball handling, you got to have good footwork because our ball, your ball handling affects your balance. Um, if you want to be a great defender, you got to have good footwork. You got to understand the angles, like you were saying. If you want to, um, you know, be a good rebounder. If you want to be a good passer, if you want to pass against pressure, you got to have good footwork. To be a good shooter, you have to have good footwork. So everything, when you get ready to get into a shot, it starts with your feet. Um, now, you do have some elite shooters, and there's only a, a few elite, elite shooters that can still shoot at a high rate and they have bad footwork. And what I mean by bad footwork, I mean on a consistent basis, but just, you know, if Kevin Durant or Steph Curry or Klay Thompson come off a screen or and their feet are not perfect, they still can can shoot the ball at a high rate and still make that shot. Right. Well, the average high school kid, if their footwork is off, they're not going to be able to make that shot at a high percentage. So it depends on the day that it is for me. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I, I just feel like since everything starts with your feet, your footwork and the ability to use your feet could, could argue, you could argue that that is the most important skill to have in basketball. Um, but the end of the day, the, 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 you're trying to put the ball in the basket. You're trying to put the ball in the basket. basket <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. So, but if, if somebody was to say, no, footwork is the most important skill, then let me tell you why. Like I do some days, and I'm like, okay, well, you got a point. But ultimately, you got to put the ball in the basket. But I just, I just really feel that the players that have really good footwork, whether they're off the dribble, when we talk about Kyrie and his ability to handle the ball, um, if we're watching so him. Much speed. So you much know, footwork, bro. Yeah. Footwork is, is so, is so, is so great. Um, you know, LeBron has good footwork, but he doesn't have the footwork like some of the guards you see when they're off the drive. I don't think he's real shifty. You know, LeBron is like straight downhill. Yeah. Um, but then if you look at someone like Clay Thompson, when he comes off a screen, how he can move his, move his hips and get his feet quote-unquote, square to the rim, whatever your definition of square is. But he gets his feet and gets his hips towards the rim. He can catch and shoot. You know, Steph comes down and goes behind the back and, and in and out behind the back and how he gets his feet set right before he gets his shot off. Like, to me, that's, that's what's so important. 
Um, so I, I'm almost to say this it's it's right there with 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 shooting. I mean, it's you know I, I, that's why I spend so much time with players, uh, teaching them about their about their footwork. I think that's great. I mean, I think it's like one of those things that goes hand in hand with shooting. With it's like something that's involved with every single thing because you know if you don't have good footwork, a lot of times like you you won't be a good shooter. Mm-hmm. So like you have to have that to be efficient and effective with all these other skills. So it's almost like a a micro skill to even be effective at all these other skills that are necessary. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about, this is something that I'm real passionate about. I'm seeing more and more, and there's a place for this, but I'm starting to see more and more workouts on, uh, on social media and different people that I know that, that call themselves a basketball trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but just, um, but I'm really into development. I'm really into training. I'm really into teaching. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between working out versus training. Me personally, I think when you are actually training, you're doing the teaching, you're giving instructions. Um, when you're doing a workout, it's more about the sweat. It's more about giving directions. Go to this cone, go to that cone. Go as quick as you can, get the layup or shoot the shot, sprint back to the end of the line, or you're adding cones for hurdles and doing stuff like that. So what are your thoughts on the difference between working out and, and training? Um, I think just because you broke a sweat doesn't mean you got any better. Right. So, like, I think working out is, you know, anyone can go in the gym and break a sweat, but what are they really getting better at skill-wise? You know what I mean? Like, Like you said, I can sprint to half court and, and come down and shoot, you know, make 10. But what, what was my footwork on my shot? Like, did I hold my follow? I'm like, it, it looks cool. I, you know, I broke a sweat. It looks like, man, he's grinding. That's great. You got more conditions. You know, maybe you got a little better in that workout, but you didn't maximize your time. So I think it's all about maximizing your time and what you're doing. Like, like the skill work to me is more like, like you said, it's the details. So I think like anybody can go on, YouTube or research, okay, hey, like, there's a line here, there's a cone, you're going to jab once and rip and get into a pull-up. I mean, anybody, pretty much anybody can, can put that into play. But how do you teach the jab? How do you, you know, how do you drop your shoulders? Where, you know, where, what's your footwork like? How are you on your feet? Are you light? When you rip through and you get into your pull-up on the dribble, how do you gather the ball? What are your pickups like? You know? Mm-hmm. It's like the difference to me between a workout and in a in a uh, and working on like the training with the skill side would be all in the details. You know, yeah. like are you doing it correctly? My big thing is this is kind of a a phrase that I coined that goes with my my elevate hoops business is perfect reps elevate results, and that doesn't mean that it looks perfect or you make every single shot, but you're going like you're going game speed going hard but you're focused on doing it the right way. You're focused on doing it the perfect way every time. You know, you're not, and, and like, you, you hear me, I'm kind of fired up about it too. Like, so to, to reiterate, I think anybody can, can do drills and whatever, but it's like, are you doing them the correct way? Are you, you know, are you understanding, you know, how, how, how to pick up the ball cleanly, how to jab the right way, how to create separation, how to change your pace? You know, I think that'd be the big difference. Yeah, I think the, the drills is the easy part. You know, 
I'm sure you've got a number of different coaches, colleagues, friends, mentors that you can just call them and say, hey, man, I got this kid they're struggling with X, Y, and Z. Do you have a drill for that? Right. That you could get a drill for any situation that you need. Or I'm sure with your experience, you can go on YouTube and and kind of filter to, filter through all the, the stuff. You're like, okay, that's not going to help anything, but I can use this drill. So I think that's easy for us to find drills because nowadays you have so many websites and coaches that you can reach to and Twitter and Instagram and all that. But I think the, the difficult part is understanding, like you say, the details and being able to teach and knowing how to put this player in a position to get them better. So uh, I'm just a big, big advocate on, on teaching. I just, I don't know, I guess it's in my blood, man. I got teachers in my family. <laughs> and I just, I'm with you. Hey, I don't know how you are, but like in, in, in a session of mine, the moment I see a kid like not do it right, hey, I tell him right away. With a drill, I pull him out of the side, listen, bro, here's, listen, on the next time, you got to pick it up. Here's how you pick it up. You're dribbling with your right hand. You got to gather with that left. And I hold them accountable. Sometimes I'll be like, look, stop. Everyone stop. Everyone stop. Okay, let's break this down again. I'm not going to let them just keep doing it. Like, you know, like, I'm like, sometimes it might be like, man, he's talking for a while. Well, then I want it to be the right. I want it to be right. You know what I'm saying? I'm huge on that. So I think we're on the same page with teaching. It all starts with teaching. Yeah, yeah you got to teach. You got to teach. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about planning you know i tell players all the time this is just something that i'm big on you, you got to plan your your skill development you can't just i mean you can you can just wake up one day and just say okay this i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm just gonna do this but you got to have a plan if you want to get from point a to point b you got to have a plan of how you're going to get there um so for players how do you let's talk a little bit how you feel about uh players when they're planning their skill development if they don't have a if they don't have access to a to a skill coach yeah um if they don't have access to a skills coach i think i think step one would be uh having a conversation with their coach hey what are the things that you know you you see me as what like what's my role on the team what are the you know what are the positions you know that a i'm going to be effective you know, with our offense or whatever. Um, and then B, what are some of the areas that, hey, are holding me back from, you know, getting, you know, playing time or whatever. So I think number one, it's um, if, if I'm like, if I'm not playing a lot, I'm going to, I'm going to really lock in and work on the things that coach said, Hey man, you got to get better at handling pressure and you got to be, you're passing it. You got to be better at passing. So that player needs to be super locked in on those two things. You don't need to work on 20 things. Right. You know, I think it, it depends right. on what that player is. If it's a player who, <clears throat> for instance, you know, you get a lot of looks and games off, you know, you know, pin downs or like, you know, you come up, pin down and pop or pin down fade or a lot of off the ball work, but you're getting those looks and games. To me, during season, you need to just keep repping out those looks that you get in games. You don't need to focus a ton on, you know, hey, I, I need to improve necessarily like my weaknesses in season. I'm big on maximize the things that you're going to be seeing day in and day out. So you stay sharp and you're so ready. So I think number one is the awareness of what you need to work on. Um, and then number two, I would say, you know, like ask questions, ask your coach for help, ask, you know, um, someone you trust that can maybe kind of help you 
uh, get a plan going. But I think the biggest thing, if they don't know anything else, is don't, they don't need to do 10 things. Lock in on no more than two or three things and just hit those things every day. Get better at those two or three things that you specifically need to get better at. Um, that's going to help you the most and help your team the most. Yeah, but I have just made a tweet today about um, assessing. You know, you got to know where you are, you know. So yeah. if, you're not, if you don't know where you are, it's, it's difficult to know how to get to a certain place. Right. So, you know, asking your coach or asking someone that you trust that's a mentor that can, that can help you, that, that'll pay big dividends. So um, you kind of touched on this earlier, how you kind of uh, plan a little bit on your, on your training sessions when you do your, your sessions for your shooting and, and just your skill sessions. Is there anything that, that you feel like coaches need to really hone in on when it comes <coughs> to planning their sessions, their, their skill development sessions with their, with their players or teams? I think, like, like, for me, one of the benefits of how I structure my stuff is um, I have every, everyone book the lessons. So I know ahead of time who is coming to each session. So for me, it's like, you know, if I got a group of six to eight eighth graders, it probably won't look the same as if I got a, a group of juniors and seniors, you know, playing at a high level. Like, it might be more fundamental based. Or, so I, I, I tend to plan it based on what are, what, are the, what are some things we can work on for this group specifically that that can help every single player in this group mm -hmm. or you know it, it really depends on what what level so I would really say like man if I had to say like second through fifth it's it's really fundamental it's not anything crazy extreme it's can you finish with your left can you can you you know can you rip through the right way can you all those things are going to help all the kids in that age you know six through eight can you uh, attack with you know attack the rim with the with the correct angle can you uh, work on handling pressure when you're in a closed stance. Can you uh, defend one-on-one? -on -one? And I think any of those is going to help any of those kids. And then maybe with the advanced crew, then maybe we'll, we work on like, hey, they attack to the rim. A coach, you know, slides over, plays dummy defense. Now we're working on like Euro steps or mm -hmm. what I call pound evasions or maybe some more in-depth, in-detail things where I know that everyone in that group can handle it and it's going to help all those kids in that group. Now, the third thing I would say is, what if I have, you know, four guards and one post? I'm not going to have the post player who in games, all he does is back. He's not going to be doing the same stuff. So the, the cool thing kind of about how I structure mine is I got several skills trainers with me. So whenever, whenever people come in, say I got 10 kids and they're from fifth through eighth grade. Well, I'll, I'll be able to know and look, okay. Um, I'm going to divide up this, these two kids are in, a, in one group. These three kids are in one group. This one kid, like he's just, a po maybe he just gets an individual that day where it's just post play. So I think it, it all depends on knowing the kids that you're working with and then, and then formulating it to where whatever you're working on can help all those kids in that group. Does that make sense? That would, I guess would be my, my main answer. Yeah. So, you know, the players got to assess where they are. And the coaches got to assess the players that they have. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you just simplified it, bro. You yeah, I mean, that's, it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's where it starts. You have to know who you're working with. Um, and you have to know. And it makes it, you know, what I love about our job is that I can get a player. I can see where they are. 
I can work with them on their skills and help them be successful with their team, um, help them establish skills that can help them be successful on any team, and then kind of sit back and, and, and enjoy the, you know, like somewhat of the finished product. But we have to be in tune to what that player has. What, what's, what do they do well? Where do they struggle? So we have to be able to really assess and see what's going on. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, sort of like you're a scientist. You know, you say, okay, well, you know, their shooting is off. Why, why, why there's why are they missing so many shots? They have good form. Oh, maybe it's their footwork. Maybe they have too much moving in the bottom of their of their of their extremities. Maybe they're twisting their hips too much, or they're leaning back when they shoot all these different things that we have to be able to assess. And then when we say, okay, I'm going to work with this kid on these things, we have to put them in a position or put them with the right group or put them with the right players that can help them with, uh, with those skills. Yeah. So, yeah. We gotta, we gotta assess. That's the first thing. That's assessment, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So I got one more question for you, man. I didn't send you this question. Oh, okay. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> so this, this is this is just a little uh, little fun question. It's a bonus question. You get a chance to put together your ultimate basketball team. Ooh. Any player or players, any players, you can pick five. Any players, male or female, dead or alive, or any <laughs> era, who are you picking to put on your team? Oh man! All right, at the point I'm going Magic Johnson. Okay. Um, this might be. This is just me because I'm a I'm a diehard Kobe fan. I'm going with Kobe. Number two, Kobe at the shooting guard. Okay. I'm going at the three guard. I'm gonna put MJ in there at the three guard. So I got Magic. I got Kobe. I got MJ. Um, at the four. Ooh. Um, <laughs> at the four. Man, you know, I'm going to have to put LeBron. I'm going to have to put LeBron at the four. Okay. At the five, you know, I know that, you know, Hakeem's in there, Wilton there. But to me, bro, I've never seen someone more dominant than Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to put Shaquille O'Neal at the five. And that's my five right there. I'm taking that against anybody. Man, you know what? Like, that five that you said, I get those players more than anybody else. They may really? not be on the same team. But if somebody don't pick, well, everybody pretty much picks MJ. I have but, to. Yeah, it's like <laughs> everybody pretty much picks MJ. I would say probably 90% of the people pick Magic. And then next will probably be between Kobe and, and, and LeBron, because you know, you got Magic and MJ at your, at your, at your guard spots. Yeah. And sometimes somebody will slide Kobe in there, or, a lot of times they, they try to find LeBron. But see, the thing about LeBron is if they don't put him at the three, they'll slide him to the four. Yeah, and, naturally. And, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I feel like – and I feel like LeBron gets uh, – uh, he gets overly criticized for, for, for losing so much in the finals. But I won't get into that. That's a whole nother Right, right. But uh, – He's he's right there, man. You know, if somebody was to argue that he was better than MJ, I I I get it. I I say okay, you got your argument because it kind of depends with me on some days. But 
but LeBron and then Shaq, man, everybody loves Shaq. So <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see another Shaq. Heck no, bro. That dude was, uh, I mean, if he got the ball within five feet, it was a bucket. I mean, yeah. it, um, unless you fouled him, it was a bucket. And, and he, he could great. pass. He was a great passer, too, out of the post. So He had a decent handle, too. Like, yeah. he wasn't a bad handler. Like, yeah. he was skilled, man. So, man, before we, uh, before you go, uh, <clears throat> is there any other advice you would like to, like to leave us with? Yeah, for sure. I think, like, um, I would say for players, man, just, just work and work smart. I would say two things. Uh, work smart and work correctly. I would say those two things. For, for coaches and trainers and for me, just anybody, never stop learning. You know, I think, like, if I look back to where I was a year from today as opposed to now, I've learned so much more. I've grown so much more. Like, never hit a place where you're like, man, I got this. I'm good. Like, I know everything. There's always room to learn and get better. You know, even, like, in this conversation, I've, I t- I'm going to take away some things that you said that's going to help me become better. You know what I'm saying? And so I think there's just never stop learning would, would be what I would leave y'all with. Yeah, man, that, that's that's one of the things that I've learned. I've been doing this since uh, 2001 and uh, just trying to learn from any and everybody. Man. Anybody. <laughs> Even you little know, nuggets, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, just, you know, you just never know what, what uh, you know, what you can pick up if you have, if you have the willingness to learn. You know, and that's something I tell my players. I need you to bring me effort. I need you to come with the willingness to learn. And then I help you get get the skills that you desire. But if you just feel like what you know is it and that's the gospel and you ain't gotta listen to nobody else, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're you're getting worse if you're not if you're not you trying won't to grow. Learn. Right. You won't grow. Yeah. So, you know, with me, I'm always trying to trying to learn something. So, you know, I before this is uh released, I'll be listening to this a couple of times and 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 so i you know i take notes and, and listen to different stuff so it's always good to have a healthy conversation so you can always learn something from somebody um i totally agree so before you go won't you let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and uh give us all your social media okay cool yeah so uh, if you want to get in contact with me you can find me on instagram my main uh page is at dmace22 and my company name, Elevate Hoops, is at Elevate Hoops, E-L-E-V-8 Hoops. Um, I'm also on Twitter. David Mason is my name. And on Twitter, you can find me at um, Elevate Hoops as well. So, it, Or on Facebook. I'm also on Facebook as well. So, um, yeah, if any of you guys listen to this, have a question, anything at all, DM me, whatever. I'll hit you right back. Uh, I'd love to help anybody listening to this. and. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast. I had a blast. All right, so that was my interview that I did with David Mason of Elevate Hoops out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Y'all be sure to follow him on all social media. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter. On uh, Instagram, you can find him at dmace22. Also on Twitter, at dmace22. And also on Instagram, you can find him under his business page, Elevate Hoops and Elevate Hoops. It's spelled E-L-E-V-8-H-O-O-P-S. Also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at NBN B-Ball. 
I'm also on LinkedIn. Look me up, TJ Jones. Um, let's see here. My website, be sure to check me out on my website. That's tjonesfirm.com. Um, if you need to send me something, don't be afraid to reach out. You can reach me out, reach out to me through uh, direct messages on any social media. I try to check those pretty often. Or you can hit me up on email. Uh, my email is info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Um, also, you know, I released a book earlier this year. It's called The Skill Development Playbook. It's really a great book. It's 10 chapters. It's about 82, 83 pages max. Easy read. It's not a drill book, but it just gives you some things you need to consider. A lot of things that we talk about on the podcast are some things that that I mentioned in my book. So it's, it's got some great information. Whether you're a seasoned coach that's been coaching for a number of years or whether you're a coach that's just getting started and you want some really good information on skill development, it's called the Skill Development Playbook. It can be found on Amazon. You type in the Skill Development Playbook, it'll pop up. The paperback is $9.99. The uh, Kindle version is $3.99, or you can purchase directly from me on my website, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. And all the information about my book will come up. I have different testimonials from some uh, from some different coaches, NBA, former NBA coaches. We've got uh, the director of USA Basketball. So got some some some. Uh, some good testimony from some coaches. And of course I have also some, some high school coaches. So y'all be sure to check that out. You can get the uh, paperback version for $9.99 directly from my site, or you can get the PDF version for $3.95 directly from my, uh, from my site. So that is it. Um, I guess that we're going to wrap this thing up and I will see y'all next time. Uh, I know, Next week is, is, you know, is Christmas and we got the holidays coming up. So everybody have a, a safe and happy holidays. And until next time, thank y'all and God bless.